0: And thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. It seems from news sources to comedians and friends to advertisements, everyone has an idea of how we should think, how we should live and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how can we cut through the noise and how can we sift through all of the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff. Joe. How you doing, buddy? I am uh,
1: okay. have <laughs> been traveling a lot, and just I got off the road at 1:30 a.m. this morning. So that's awesome. It's about 4:15. It's
0: a fantastic time to use our <laughs> minds and say things in a coherent way. We were just talking about <laughs> how real that afternoon lull can be. And that is today's question. Actually, what do you do to get? No, I'm just kidding. I nap. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of naps. Um, it's usually how that. Yeah. Why works. don't we do this podcast in the morning when our brains work? Why do we do it? We may have just had an l- epiphany, Jeff. The late afternoon. I will talk with the powers that be, and we may <laughs> shift this sooner than. <laughs> we may have to do something. Wow, here. that'd be fantastic.
1: Because we're getting older, and one of us is not aging gracefully. But um, you have to. That decide. was really humble of you to <laughs> admit that. <laughs> I have
0: not missed you at all, Joe. <laughs>
1: That's really kind of you.
0: I'm glad I could cover for you in so many ways while you were gone, though. It's good. I'm glad you don't miss me at all. It's all right. (sighs) Okay. uh, (laughs) All right. So here we are. We're sitting here at the end of July 2021. And Jeff, as we've had some conversations with folks, and certainly as we kind of just walk out of the doors of our homes and kind of start to see the culture, COVID. COVID. Um. I think I'm just going to ask it this way: Is it over or not? Because you know, you walk around one corner and it's almost like it never happened. Yeah. And then you turn around another corner and it's like it's still last spring. Right. You know. And so, where ha- where is that? Where has that landed? And how can we kind of navigate that even now?
1: You know, it's a very fascinating question because I, I think you'd have to define what over means, you know. And so are the health orders lifted? Yes. Uh, are, are is the majority of uh, North Americans like vaccinated? Yes, the majority are. Um, and so it depends on what those goals were. But but this is what I found. I, I, I did just come off the road. We've been out for 10 days doing uh, uh, conferences and. Um, and across the, the Midwest, and so I was in uh, eastern Pennsylvania, and then here in Akron, and then down in Columbus, and then out in northern Indiana, and what I have found about COVID is that COVID, your perspective on COVID is hyper-local, and even hyper-personal, hmm. so for instance, the way that people felt about COVID in eastern Pennsylvania has absolutely nothing to do with the way people feel about COVID in Akron, Ohio. Sure, which has nothing to do with how people feel about it in Columbus. Which has absolutely nothing to do with how they feel about it in Northern Indiana. So down from down to the state, down to the city, uh, down you know to the county level, all the way into like how did your business, your church uh, approach COVID? all the way down to your family. Mm-hmm. If you have a family full of young adults, you probably approach COVID one way. If you have aged parents or somebody with a pre-existing medical condition, uh, you would approach COVID a completely different way. If you are uh, not afraid of the vaccines, you have one opinion. If you look and say, I don't want to get vaccinated, you would have a completely different opinion. So there, with COVID, j- just sitting in a position where I literally am uh, responsible to lead many, many thousands of people in the greater Akron area, and then nationally, uh, because of uh, Momentum Ministry Partners or other organizations that I lead, um, I can just tell you that your perspective and your uh, experiences with COVID probably don't apply to the person sitting next to you Hmm. so that's not good or bad that just is and i think i think what happens with COVID sometimes is is we take our perspective and we project it and if we're not careful we get um kind of self-righteous about it So, so some some would say i've been acting normally since a year ago and and I'm like, well, that's great. And I'm, I'm super glad that you're healthy and all the rest. But if you have two sets of aging parents that you're taking care of, um, that's a very unfair expectation to put on someone else. Or if you have a child or you yourself have a, a pre existing condition, then you wouldn't act that way at all. And of course you can invert that, you can reverse that too. So I think I think it depends on your story. I think it depends on your circumstances. It uh, depends on your personality a little bit. And, uh, and it depends on how you're approaching it, you know. So um, I know that there's these variants out there and that they're kicking up. I know that, um, you know, some people who have been vaccinated are getting COVID anyways. And they're kind of saying they're probably lesser cases than they would have got. And I would go back to, like, it's a virus it has to run its course. Um, But I think as a Christ follower, me working hard not to be so ingrained in my individual experience and my individual kind of perspective on COVID is a really important thing.
0: Yeah, what are are some places that we can rest in biblically that help us to have that mindset of not putting our own – persona, our own image, our own thoughts first? Like, where can we land there? Yeah,
1: so, um, you know, love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. is one. Uh, uh, put others' e- interest above your own, Philippians mm-hmm. is another one. Um, uh, set your mind on things above would be another one. And and so there's all kinds of scripture that would look at us and say, let's prefer our neighbor and mm-hmm. let's understand our neighbor slow to speak, quick to listen, would be a really great one for our culture right now in general. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I think what you have to be careful of is I think people on both sides of COVID can weaponize the scripture. Yeah. So some can look and say, the way that you love your neighbor is, is you wear a mask, you get vaccinated, and you keep doing those things. And uh, you were or you weren't loving through the health mandates or you are or you are not loving now because that's how you love your neighbor. Well, your neighbor on the other side of that issue would say, I have a house full of teenagers. Uh, 40% of teenagers in North America said in the last 12 months they seriously considered suicide. Yeah, It's an astronomical number. And so they would look back and say, if it, it'd be loving for you if we don't wear the mask, if we function this way, if we gather, and, and that uh, push-pull back and forth can be divisive. So I think sitting down and talking to your neighbor and sitting down and understanding their perspective and sitting down and saying, um, how can I love you through your individual process is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. If I feel a freedom uh, to, uh, I'm vaccinated and I don't mind the crowds and COVID never scared me, how can I use that freedom to serve someone who is still being very cautious because of the loved ones in their life or because of their own health conditions, mm-hmm. right? And vice versa. If I, if I uh, feel the freedom to you know, kind of still isolate and mask up and all those kind of things, how can I use that freedom to serve someone who is emotionally in danger uh, because of the isolation that can come through it? So I think what happens is like uh, one side is like, it's over. What are we doing? And, and the other perspective is it's like, well, it's kind of over, but there's a lot of things. I still haven't gone back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents still don't feel super safe. Uh, my child, who has this condition, if they ran into one of these variants, it would be life-threatening for them. And somewhere, instead of like uh, judging each other and taking each other to task, uh, which is what our world does, that's what the the evil one mm-hmm. would propagate. Loving and understanding each other, and then trying to serve each other in that process is the big thing. And it's hard, and it's difficult because it. it because of the the stress and the and the um, the pressure that 2020 brought on it's hard to let that that decompress and just interact with each other and love again yep. you know so um, it it's it's so fascinating to me though um, we do this in other areas of our lives hmm. um, uh, some of us uh, would struggle with alcohol addiction some of us wouldn't and we would we would figure out how to love each other in that some of us um uh feel a freedom to have wine and liquor in our home, and then some of us uh like Heidi and I would be like this, we have no alcohol in our home at all hmm. well, you would ask me why you wouldn't judge me, you wouldn't call me legalistic, you know, and I would say, uh my grandparents, my uncles we're alcoholics. Heidi would say that is strong in her family. We've just never gone that way because of our of the family history and health with alcohol. But we would understand each other that way. We wouldn't we wouldn't fall into these lines. And I think we all can be honest, COVID has been politicized, it's been weaponized, it's been all the above, and everybody's guilty of it. Mm -hmm. But for the body of Christ, um, when we disagree on something, we don't approach each other that way. And so I think getting back to that and having the conversations is, is a big, big deal.
0: It seems like when people are navigating these um, relationships, the ones where maybe it's a coworker or a neighbor, or maybe it's a social media acquaintance, where they're, they find themselves on the other side, it's almost like they're determining whether or not the other person, person is worth being loved. Before they love them, yeah, and like, how do we snap out of that? Like, how do we stop looking at someone saying, "I'm just going to not pay attention to you, ignore you, or at worst berate you and yell at you or <laughs> slander you all over online"? Versus like, love them first.
1: So I think as a Christ follower, um, you snap out of that out of direct obedience to Christ. There is no place in in a Christian's life to automatically withdraw love and relationship from somebody that you disagree with so love your enemies as yourself it's that that whole concept of i berate you i'm done with you you're dead to me i cancel you 100 percent off the table yeah. for christ follower i think the way that we snap out of those temptations though is to look and say uh I, I don't read in an agenda to your decisions, mm. you know. If, if you if you are still super cautious about COVID, wearing a mask, uh, I don't look at you and say must be some left wing uptight and you know your government and rah, rah 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 Democrats Republicans. That's exactly
0: what it sounds like. Too. It is what it sounds like. <laughs>
1: but I'm like, what in the world? Like they they have a story. Yep. And they have a concern. I'm, I bet you they don't like wearing that mask any more than you do. Sure. <laughs> so why are they doing that? And then on the other side, if somebody is using, uh, is not doing that, it's like, well, they're being irresponsible. Like, no, you don't know that. You don't. You don't understand what they're doing. You don't know what's going on. And and that somehow this issue, I'm not a hundred percent sure, except. Maybe that was tied to the camp the political season and all the rest. But somehow we decided that we're gonna withhold all grace and import all judgment on our friends. Yeah. And our church family members and, and our own family members. And we're gonna we're just gonna pile in assumptions and withdraw conversation. And that's I, I would say to the, to the followers of Jesus Christ, I would say this lovingly but firmly, that has to stop. Yep. So if, you, if you've been talking about someone for three, four, five months, and you've never talked to them, you're sinning against your brother or your sister. Mm. In Matthew 18, Jesus' words are incredibly clear. If you're offended by somebody, you go to them. Right, and I'm like these conversations. COVID has has stressed our trust for one another. Uh, it's it's stressed out our relationships, and and maybe I'll say 2020. It's not just COVID, but those those things have been stressed to the max. Relationships that sometimes we've had for many many years, suddenly now we have assumptions about somebody, yeah. but we have not interacted. We have not gotten a perspective. We don't even have to agree with each other, but it's it's fascinating, at least in my life. Uh, once I have your perspective, I may not agree with you, but I actually approach you completely differently. Absolutely. And so as the body of Christ, we we need to model that even to our culture, and that is not the way that we interact with each other. And I, I would even say, guys it, that are listening or watching, if, if you have... If you know that there's a relationship like that, um, you need to approach that person and and maybe repent for being judgmental against them, or maybe just ask their perspective of what they're going on. and And I know, I like I know that that's happened. I know that's happened within Grace Church, and and I would say to anybody and everybody, my heart is let's. Rebuild our affection for one another, yep. which will rebuild our trust, which means that we can agree to disagree. Yep. It, there's not one person at Grace Church that agrees with me about everything, but it's never been divisive. Yep. And now there's one thing that that maybe you dis- maybe you disagree with me on. Uh, Stance on politics or on COVID, or or we should be more pro this or more pro that. I don't know. They uh, there's a thousand things that people are mad about. There's people who are have been upset at Grace because we had mask protocols. There's people who are upset at Grace because we didn't have, in their view, enough mask protocols. I'm like that should not be dividing the body of Christ because we we there's probably things about God that we don't agree about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we've loved and served together for many, many years. So I, w- I would just say that, and let me like, try to lead the way. If, if there is a breakdown or a strain of, of trust with anybody, or if you know anybody, if you have friends or you know anybody like that, I will personally meet with anybody. Yep. And, and I have done that many times over the last 15 months where uh, people made it known to me And they're they're like Pastor Jeff, I really don't think I like this. Can we? And we've hopped on Zoom or we've met in my office. And uh, it's it's been COVID stuff. It's been the racial conversation. It's been political things. It's been uh, all in all out the building program. Like it's it's fine. But brothers and sisters talk about that. So I I would start by just opening myself up. Yep. And saying, man, if we can have a conversation, I love you. Uh, If there's a division, I don't know about it, or I would probably be approaching you. Sure. Um, But if you know of one or feel one, then approach me, and and I'll take all the time in the world to do that. And then I think we need to do that with each other. You know, (laughs) people that we've been in groups with for years, there's attention. Spouses, children and parents, like the body of Christ has to cleanse ourselves of of the relational tension yep. and hear me everybody that does not mean we have to agree mm-hmm. Republicans and Democrats have come to church with each other at Grace Church for a long long time
0: <laughs> long time yep
1: uh, Steelers fans and Browns fans mm-hmm. right uh, people who believe in a literal six-day creation and people who believe that there's six time periods like on and on and on we have been unified, something's been different this last year. And I I think it's because we, in those other disagreements, we were never apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that distance uh, allows us to fill in all kinds of assumptions. And in reality, um, that's not what people think at all. And, And I... I've been trying to chase folks down. I haven't seen for a while. I've had folks do that for me too. And and what happens, 95%, I just made the number up, but <laughs> most of the time, um, once we're talking and we're caught up, uh, we can agree to disagree. We love each other. There's bigger things for us to give our lives to. It's not that big of a deal. and uh, And I think... At Grace Church, I, I actually think Grace Church has navigated COVID really, really well, but I'm sure there's some of this at Grace Church. I think for the body of Christ at large, uh, we have to do this. We have to circle up. We, there are people going to hell. We're all in culture shock right now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sexual identity issues. I, I just did 10 days on the road working with teenagers. That's all we talked about. Yeah. We just have bigger fish to fry. And so we need, to, we need to heal up any relational tension so that we can lock up, lock our arms again, and move forward to build the kingdom. And so I, I'll try to be the first on that. Uh, if Shoot me an email, jbogue at raceohio.org. Uh, message me on Facebook. Uh, people have been doing that all out this last year, and I've been trying to take the time. Sometimes it's Zoom, sometimes it's in my office. Uh, but I don't want that division, and I don't want it in the body of of Christ. And so you may not even go to grace. I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. don't go to grace. Um, but I'm like, take that principle and, and pursue your brother or sister.
0: Yeah, if I might suggest uh, a Bible passage for folks to maybe just— read and meditate on with the lord this week it might be romans 12 you know the beginning has this whole idea as we worship god to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to him uh, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind which is where we keep seeking him and all this stuff Talks about not thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to, but to give ourselves to one another. And then it wraps up that chapter with lots of ways that we can practically engage each other with being sincere with one another, to love fully, to um, be joyful in our hope, etc. And so it might just be worth reading and rereading that passage over and over for a while and see what God can do in your heart regarding uh, this particular topic.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's great counsel. I would also look at Matthew 18. Yep. And and just the principle there of, of when you're offended or you're hurt, you go to your brother, you or sister. You love them enough to let them know, hey, this is where I'm at, because they may not know. Um, I, you know, the original question, Joe, was is COVID over? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Um, kinda, kinda not. I just don't think COVID is the issue. I, I think. Uh, the Scripture is—Jesus is much more clear about any division in a relationship with a brother or sister in Christ. That's a bigger deal to him than whatever the next pandemic will be. And when I look at our culture and I look at the way that we're heading and I look at um, the rejection and even attack on the uh, biblical truth— I'm like, boy, we better. If we can't navig- navigate COVID, we got real issues. And and the unity, not uniformity. Right. We don't all have to agree. That's never in the scripture. Mm-hmm. But the unity. I love you, even though I disagree with you. Um, I, Pastor Jeff, you can be my pastor, even though I don't agree with you on everything. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm looking at others and say, "You know what? You can be a life group leader in my church, even though we don't have total uniformity." I'm like, "Of course, that's the body of Christ." But the relational unity, we we have to run that down and patiently love each other and make sure that that is in a healed and healthy position um, as we go forward. And it may not even be COVID. That's why I'm saying, like that we we kind of raise this in the COVID mm-hmm. context, but there's. 1,000 things that have happened
0: this last year, and I think we're all in culture shock about it. Yeah, it's really good. Well, if you have any questions, maybe it's a follow-up question to this topic, uh, perhaps it's another one altogether, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. We'd love to add that to our queue and, and get those in here and be addressing all of these mixed messages that continue to swirl around in our culture. If we can help you take any next steps, or if you seriously want to take up Pastor Jeff or one of of us up on having a conversation and and seeking what's next please be sure to do that reach out to us let us know Uh, of course if you would subscribe if you would follow rate and review our podcast we'd absolutely love that and if you're in the area and you would like to join us on the weekend if you don't have a church home uh, our doors are always open to you and we'd love to continue to seek Jesus together uh, here at church or if you're not in the area you can always join us online as well Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next week.